hosting for your tech life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Your Tech Life, uh, the next hour, talking technology, anything you need to know about technology, everything you need to know about technology, and help with the technology in your life. Thus, your tech life. Anything in your life that's about technology, if you have a problem, a question, or just a comment about the technology in your life, your world, I'd love to hear from you. You've just got to go to the website, yourtechlife.com, to get in touch, say good day, or you can call, free call right across Australia, 1-800-157-157. Uh, just give us a call, say good day. It's nice and easy, 1-800-157-157. Uh, as I say, uh, yourtechlife.com, the place to go. Lots of talk about tonight, lots of calls. We're going to talk backup. We're going to talk email. We're going to talk analog and digital TV. We're going to hear from a, a listener from a few weeks ago about how service with Gizmo went. And we're going to talk Foxtel Go. But the App Store for Apple iPhone and iPad users, the App Store is five years old. I feel, I feel you know, involved. It's been there all, like, you know, it's been a big part of my life for the last five years, talking about apps and, and, and recommending people get apps and all this kind of stuff. So it's quite amazing to think that it is just five years. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about global roaming and how, theoretically, you shouldn't get caught with Bill Shock, theoretically, uh, under new government legislation. And uh, inspired by a caller tonight, I, I want to talk about analogue and digital TV. I want to talk about the fact that in Sydney and Melbourne we're still to turn off analogue TV. And who does that affect? Will that affect you? Talk about that shortly. But um, more importantly, it's all about you. So send me an email, go to the website yourtechlife.com to get in touch. Uh, or as I say, you can call 1-800-157-157 and it's all about you. So do get in touch. Say good day. Now, analogue TV. If you live in Sydney and Melbourne, this is important and it's important for you and your family and friends. Now, if you live nearly everywhere else in the country, uh, analog TV has already been switched off in your area and you've got all these theoretically wonderful <clears throat> new digital TV channels. So gone are the days of 7, 9, 10, ABC and SBS. It's now uh, 7, 7, 2, 7, mate. Uh, I think they've got all these other um, uh, infotainment channels as well. 9, Gem and Go, uh, 10, 11 and 1, SBS, SBS 2, NITV, ABC, ABC News 24, uh, ABC 2 and 4 Kids, ABC 3. That's, that's, like, that's like 16 channels plus all the infotainment and community channels that's available for nothing just by being a person that's sitting in this country. Put an antenna on your roof and you can get digital TV. But it's only available if you've got a digital TV. And in Sydney and Melbourne, analog TV, which is the old old signal, will literally be turned off in December. Sydney's first, I think it's the third or fourth, and Melbourne follows a week or so later. So it's, prob it's probable that if you're listening to this, I can make an assumption you have converted to digital TV. You're downloading it. I mean, you know, you're, in, you're listening to technology. So I, I think you probably have digital TV, but what about other people in your life? What about your elderly neighbour? What about your, your mother, your grandmother? your grandfather, your father, the, the people in your life that aren't really concerned about these things. Now, importantly, you do not need to buy a brand new television, and, and that's really important. But you do need a set-top box. You can use your old Rank Arena, and you can put a set-top box on it, 
and you can get all these new channels. But what, what I'm trying to say is think about it. Think about the people in your life that may not have done the switch, may not have made the switch, and see if you can help them out because you might be able to help them get over that digital divide because later in the year, the television you're watching now just won't work. The signal you're getting now just won't be there. So uh, think about that. Think about the people in your life and see how you can help other people in your life with the switch off of analog TV into digital TV. And thanks for listening. Yourtechlife.com, the place to go. Or you can call 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Wayne. G'day. How you going, Trevor? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, Trevor, I've just got a question in relation to the existing... Uh DVD recorder that I've got a present, which I think records off the AV channels. Right. Uh, Post-December this year, I believe the AV channels are not being broadcast by the TV stations after then. Uh, will we still be able to record on the DVD recorder? So let's just uh, let's just go back a step here. So you're talking about the switch off of analog TV into digital yes. TV that happens at yes. the end of the year, and you've got a P, like a, a DVD recorder that's, that's plugged correct. into. The, does it have an antenna coming into it? Yes, it does. And and then you can you can record things on there, and you can watch them back on your TV. Correct. Now, what channels are you currently getting on that DVD recorder? Uh, the basic ones, 2, 7, 9, 10, and uh, SBS. Right, so you're not getting all those extra 1 and gem and no. go and all that. So the simple fact is that uh, it won't work. <laughs> it won't work. It will, still, it will still record if you were to send something else into it. So if you were to send, say, the, the signal from your TV into that DVD recorder, it would record what it's getting, but right. it wouldn't. It you can't won't be able to choose the channels in it, so you won't be able to say record channel nine now. You'll just right. have to say record the AV. Right now, are you in the in the in that DVD recorder? Are you setting it as channel nine and channel? Or are you just saying record AV, or is AV how you find the DVDs on your TV? Yeah, AV is is yeah. um, the only thing the DVD recorder can pick up. When you say AV, do you mean, is it actually say AV on the screen? Yes. So AV is audiovisual input, which means it's probably just recording what you're seeing on the TV. How old's your TV? Uh, the TV's brand new, Samsung. And so with the TV, are you getting all of those new channels? Oh, obviously, yes. Yeah, so you can you can watch Gem and go on all those amazing channels. Oh, yes, channels. all of those. Right, yeah. So it is, it basically, your, your DVD recorder has a tuner built into it, and it can't see the new channels, but you can't. You should be able to get um, go to go to um, any basic electronics retailer, Dick Smith or J Car, and you know right. the uh, you know what an RCA cable is the the red, white, and yellow cables. Yes, get one of those. Right, red, yes. white, and, and and yellow, and in the back of the DVD recorder, there'll be an in. It'll it'll yeah. there'll be there'll be red, white, and yellow in, and then in the back of your TV. There's a red, white, and yellow out. Yeah. And what you do is you're hooking up the out of your TV into the into the DVR. So at the very least, while you're watching something on TV, you can record it. Right. That's the best yeah. you can do. That's the best. Okay, then. All right, mate. Well, I'm sorry well, that's not doesn't much, sound like a great thing, but it may be a good time to upgrade, mate. And that Samsung TV, does it might have a USB in it, so you might be able to record... Oh, yes, it, yes it's got all that. It's, it's a smart... Uh, 3D LED. You don't 3D, even. So you, you don't. You don't need the DVD away. anymore. You don't need it. You just need to get a nice USB stick with plenty of space on it, and you can record directly in the television. Is there a right. reason though that you want the physical disc from the DVD? Be 
But can you record on the USB while watching another channel? So you can record a different channel on the USB while you're actually watching you, a different channel? It is a dual-core core TV. Dual-core just means it's a smart TV and it's, it's got a lot of brains. It doesn't mean it's got two tuners built into it. I right. can't answer that question off the top of my head, but let me find out for you because it, there... That, that capability does exist. So right. what I'll do is I'll get your details. I'll get the, the model number of your TV, and we'll ask Samsung that very question, and, right. uh, and we'll solve that for you in, in, in quick smart. All right, mate? All right. Terrific. All right, Wayne, you stay there. I'll get all your details. Thanks for calling, mate. Okay, thanks, Trevor. And uh, you can get in touch as well on uh, yourtechlife.com, the website, or you can call 1-800-157-157. <laughs> And uh, Your Tech Life is the name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. You can get in touch anywhere right across Australia, 1-800-157-157, or you can email me. Go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Richard. Trevor, how are you? Excellent, mate. What can I do for you? Foxtel Go app. Yes. Now, they talked about bringing it out for Android. Yeah, so this is, for for people that don't know, Foxtel, obviously, pay TV company. If you've got Foxtel at home, um, you, you you can... create a login online and you can actually put Foxtel Go on your iPad or your iPhone. You can actually watch, I think it's now up to 20 channels of your Foxtel Live, plus all the catch-up actually on your handheld device. But uh, when they released it, uh, as is common, which is not unusual really, um, the uh, the Android version wasn't available. But they did announce back in May or April that it was going to come exclusively to Samsung Galaxy phones. Have you got a Samsung phone or not? Uh, I've got the, the tablet. So a Samsung tablet? Yep. And it's still not available? Yeah, they said um, beginning of June it was going to be released and then their Facebook page said uh, that they needed to carry out more testing <laughs> yes. and that they would um, release a date further down the track and there's been nothing since. Well, that's, uh, I, I, I did know that it hadn't come out on the date they had predicted, but uh, it's been a month now, so... That's a lot of extra testing. Um, maybe. Well, the other interesting thing will be, I believe that when they said they were going to release it, I mm. think they said the deal with Samsung was only until the end of October. October, yeah. So the question is now, does the exclusivity period extend for, you know, what was it? So it was going to be June, July, August, September, October, so five months. If it comes out in August, is it going to be, you know, five months after that before it hits all the other devices? Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see whether they extend it or whether they, uh, uh-huh. what they do. And uh, are you, what what are you most keen to to see about the 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 app? Uh, just so I can get a hold of it and watch some more sport yeah. on it. It's pretty. I mean, I got to say, uh, of all of the you know things going around in in kind of new media and all those things, it is. I still think one of the best apps going around. Obviously, it's only for the iPad and iPhone at the moment, but. Just in terms of sim- the, the quality of the streaming is unbelievable. But remember, really importantly, it does use a lot of data to watch your, your TV. You're talking 300-odd megabytes per hour if you're on your mobile, your 3G, and about 800 megabytes an hour if you're on Wi-Fi at home. So it's pretty expensive. Okay, that might be something I might need to look into then. Yeah, just be careful when it does. So here's what I'll do. Um, I will get in touch with Foxtel and I'll ask the question, hey, what's going on? Um, and just get an update and we'll see whether we can get an update, A, on the the, uh, um, the, the Samsung release and then B, on the on the broader Android release. And then... Um, and then we'll we'll get that information to you. But yeah, I think really important that you, uh, you you're mindful of the fact that every time you watch a show, 
it's using your internet connection, either at home, at work, or on your 3G connection if you've got one in, in the device. And that, that can that can get pretty expensive. Might be worth so I'll have to have a look into that. Check your plan, check your usage, and uh, and make sure you're on top of it, mate. But you will love it because it's an unbelievable app. And uh, let's just see if we can get you a date and see when it's coming out, mate. So um, stay stay listening, and I'll um, I'll find out in the coming week. But uh, Richard, thanks for getting in touch, mate. Not a problem, thank uh, you. And you can do the same. Just go to the website yourtechlife.com or uh, give me a call anywhere across Australia one eight hundred one five seven one five seven. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening, uh, 1-800-157-157. The number to call if you want to get in touch. Now, the App Store uh, for, from Apple is five years old. Now, you know, it, it sounds like a silly thing to be talking about, but this is, a, this is a thing that has changed a lot about the digital world we live in. Now, sure, the iPhone has changed a lot, and sure, the iPad have changed a lot about how we operate, but the very principle of having a, a place on the device that you go to get stuff with one click, it, it, it used to be that you'd have to go to the Harvey Norman store and you'd have to buy a piece of software, you'd bring it home, you'd put the DVD in the drive, you'd install the thing, you'd go through the setup and it was, you know, complicated. Now you press a button, you say buy, you put in your password and, and it just comes and then it's ready. It's, it's a fundamental change in the way we look at software and it's available on your handheld device. Now, let's just go back to 2008 on the 10th of July. The App Store launched in 62 countries with 500 apps. 500 apps. There was 10 million downloads in the first weekend. 10 million downloads. By September, there was already 100 million. Right? 100 million downloads in just a few months. In 2010, app downloads in April topped 1 billion. B for billion. Um, amazing. A billion. By the end of the year, two billion, and there was eighty-five thousand different apps. In twenty ten, Angry Birds, hello, this was a revolution. This is the change that that really had a huge impact on on everything gaming. Um, twenty ten, the, the the Angry Birds became available in February, and then in April, the iPad came out. Well, that just changes everything. And in, in the middle of 2010, they announced they'd paid a billion dollars to developers, which means that probably three billion had been actually, sorry, not three billion, uh, probably 1.5 billion had actually been paid by people in apps. Um, app Store downloads five billion in 2010, five billion. In 2011, in January, 10 billion. Then the iPad 2 came out. They paid two billion to developers. There was over 500,000 apps available in October 2011. Last year, January 2012, $4 billion paid to developers, 25 billion downloads of apps in the App Store on the 5th of March. You know, by now it's expanded to 150 countries. And as of this year, so it was 5th of March last year, 25 billion downloads. 16th of May this year, 50 billion Downloads, over 800 downloads per second. Oh, I mean, it's just staggering, isn't it? And there's now over 850,000 apps available, 350,000 that, that are made for iPad. And they've paid, Apple has, has written checks for $10 billion to the people that make the apps. Oh, I just think, honestly, it's just stunning. It's an amazing story. And love it or hate it in terms of Apple... This this is groundbreaking. 
It really is. Now, the good news for you, if, you're, if you've got an Apple device, iOS, uh, uh, an iPad, or, um, or an iPhone, they've got a whole stack of things uh, available for free. So worthwhile checking out the App Store. There's a, there's a journal there. There's a few, um, few games worth checking out. So if you've got an iPad and an iPhone, there's some free stuff. Available now at the App Store. So check it out uh, online, the, the App Store for Apple, five years old. We should play Happy Birthday, uh, but we won't. And thanks for listening. Yourtechlife.com, the place to go to get in touch. Or you can call 1-800-157-157. Technology questions, technology problems, technology anything. Yourtechlife.com. My name's Trevor Long, and let's go back to the phones. G'day, Kerry. G'day, Trevor. How are you today? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Um, I've um, got a bit of problem with my uh, PC. I've recently reformatted it through um, my Windows installation disk Hmm. and uh, restored uh, all my photos and documents um, uh, from an external hard drive. Mm -hmm. And um, now it's telling me I um, don't have permission to uh, look at them at all. Hmm. And um, I, I think there seems to be sort of some... Problem in the um, in the settings for sharing uh, the the items. Now, where, where what's what version of Windows did you take them from? Uh, Windows Windows Seven. Okay, and and it's just Windows Seven. You're still running. You just did a. What, why did you move them? Uh, well, I, I had originally been backing them up on mm-hmm. uh, on an external drive. Yep using the generic software that came with it, yep. the Western Digital one. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and so I had the option in that, that program to restore if there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I was having a few minor glitches in the, in the, um, in the operating system, so I decided just to uh, reinstall it. Great idea. And, yep. and, um, uh, and then reinstate re, uh, re- all those... Uh, all those items back from the hard drive back onto the main uh, computer. Yeah, and, and the benefit of that for people that don't know is by by kind of wiping out the hard drive and starting all over again, you, you're giving your computer a new lease of life, and uh, it's just a matter of then getting your files back on. So it sounds like you're doing all the right things, but but when when you did the the literal restore from the Western Digital, did they appear on your computer? Yep, yep, they all came back um, on, onto the, the main drive, mm-hmm. and they're all there. But um, where you, when you normally open uh, the folder and you can see the images, um, I can I can see the actual folders and the contents, but I can't see the individual photos. In other words, it gives you that small thumbnail preview, mm-hmm. and uh, I've just got a generic Windows image on each uh, each item in each photo folder. Now, I mean, simple things. The, the the username you set up for the account when you've wiped the hard drive is it the same or different? No, it's the same. Yeah, right. Just just myself, and I'm down as the administrator. Uh, I was just going to say, you are didn't. down as an administrator, aren't you? Yeah. <clears throat> now, I wonder that, that. I mean, look, this is one of those things. To be honest, that that is best fixed sitting there side by side. There's no doubt. Um, mm. There's a couple of little tips I'll give you. Uh, you can right click on a file. Now. With an application, so a downloaded you know program, you can actually you can right click and you could say run as administrator. I don't think though that applies to um, you know a photo. I don't think you can say open as administrator. I think um, I wonder whether though if you right click on a file and go to the properties of the file, I wonder as an administrator if you can look at the users 
that have access, and, and it's possible that your account just isn't ticked. Um, that, that's what, that's the first thing I would try, to be honest. Uh, Kerry, have you looked in those kind of areas? Uh, I have I have had a, a look there, and um, it's, it's, it appears that uh, I'm ticked uh, uh, in having permission, mm. yet, um, frustratingly, I'm still being told that I don't have permission. Yeah. Um, but, and that, that's what really puzzled me. Well, let, let me ask you a couple of things before we work out how to solve it. Uh, can you can you view the files on the actual uh, hard drive itself? Can you open up the, the file on the hard drive? Um, uh, on the external drive? Yeah. So so can you can you view the external drive in Windows Explorer and just see the photos, or are they they not appearing there as actual files and photos? I. Uh, I haven't tried that because it's in amongst um, one folder that has backed up everything from the... Um, yeah, and drive. so it's like just one... It's Western Digital's kind of proprietary way of storing all of your stuff, essentially, is it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, I think um, we could we could go on and on and on finding solutions. I think really the best thing is for me to try and get someone to help you, and I, I'm happy to try and do that with the people at Gizmo. Uh, where do you live? Uh, live out of Rooney Hill. So they'll either come to your house or they'll help you over the phone. And they can probably start this over the phone. Now what they do is they remotely access your computer with your permission and they can actually sit there and see your desktop and they can, they can whittle away at and see whether they can, uh, um, whether they can sort it. And then, um, and then if they can't do that, they can come out to your house. So why don't I get your, um, I'll get your uh, your address details and everything if you stay on the line, and then uh, we'll talk to the people at Gizmo, see if we can get them out to you, and then you can come back to me and let me know what happened, all right? Certainly. Well, that's great. Thanks, Trevor. Right. I greatly appreciate it. No that. worries at all. You stay there. I'll um, I'll get in touch, and uh, and thanks for getting in touch yourself, mate. My pleasure. Thank, thanks for helping me. Cheers, and you can get in touch as well wherever you are across Australia. You can call 1-800-157-157, or you can email just me. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Thank you for listening. My name is Trevor Long. Your Tech Life is the name of the show right across Australia, talking tech for an hour, and uh, you can get in touch. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or you can call, free call, anywhere in Australia, 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Vaughan. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Well, Trevor, you referred me, it'd probably be two to three weeks ago now, to a company called Gizmo, because at the time I was having trouble getting my um, iCloud emails set up on my PC laptop. Yes, right. On so my you, Windows-based you, laptop. You've got iCloud um, uh, with, with Apple and, uh, and, and you wanted mm. to be able to do all the things you need to do with the iCloud, but uh, no, no luck and not the sort of thing we can kind of talk through over the phone. So I suggested we get the good people at Gizmo to, uh, to help you out. What, uh, how did that go, mate? And the, the, to refresh your, your listeners' memories, iCloud has a control panel um, which allows you to um, access the calendar and those things through the uh, PC. But what I was wanting to do was actually have my emails from iCloud only right. come down into my Outlook so yep. I could use the Outlook features, etc. Sure. Um, um, so the Gizmo people, I, I rang them at first, and at first the um, I've got to say the customer service on the telephone from the initial operator wasn't as good as it as it could have been. I just think there, there could have been a little more training at the at the front end mm-hmm. um, in terms of vouchers and things like that. But once they got that sorted out, but, um, but to be clear, let, let, let's to be, let's be clear. We were, I'd yeah. given you a voucher to use. It wasn't like you were calling to give them money and, uh, uh, no. and do the normal service. Yeah, so, so there was a bit of confusion over the voucher. I, I gather. Yes, and um, and once they got that sorted out, the service couldn't have been better. They turned up um, on time. 
the gentleman who came was terrific. Uh, he fixed the email problem. Hmm. He checked my Wi-Fi printer. Uh, was working with my <laughs> iPhone and my iPad just to make sure everything was hunky-dory there. He knew what he was doing. He was able to do the job. A lot of people who've had technicians have come out to their house would know that um, we've all experienced the situation, well, except for the um, people like Trevor who do their own, but those <laughs> are mere mortals that listen would have experienced the situation where the tech sits there and pushes a few buttons and says, oh, I don't know how to do this, and then pushes a few more buttons and the, the meter keeps ticking. Hmm. These guys knew what they were doing. He went to the um, website, got the settings, put them in, uh, got it up and running, showed me how to use it, and importantly, uh, recorded the settings for me uh, in a um, uh, in a in a file, mm. so that if anything happens, I've I've got them back. Now, I would in fact uh, have no hesitation in recommending Gizmo to anyone, and in fact, as a um, paid service, I would pay the uh, the money to have them come out again in the future. Fantastic. Now, let, the interesting thing about this, and I remember it's got to be years ago, I went to the to the uh, customer service center for Gizmo and they, they kind of showed me around things. And they've got a very detailed computer system which allows them to do the bookings. You mentioned that they arrived on time. Now, one of the things they told me once that they, prou- they were very proud of was their ability to say, we'll be there at 2 o'clock, and they would be there at 2 o'clock. Uh, did that surprise you? Um. No, because once they sorted out the voucher issue, um, in terms of, as you said before, because you gave me a voucher, once they got that sorted out, they then, uh, were very prompt. They said, what they said they would do, they did do. Mm. So it didn't surprise me. And what was also nice was at the end of the job, when the consultant logged the job into the system, uh, it automatically generated an invoice saying the work that had been done and the amount that had been charged. So in my right. case, it came through saying zero dollars, uh, but it showed the work that had been booked and the work that had been done. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very good company. And um, the only thing I, I would say is, is sometimes I find the pricing structures of these of these companies a bit tricky in terms sure. of of knowing, you know, well, if they're there and you ask them a five-minute question about your iPad, do you pay extra here or there? Oh. Um, but, look, they were, they were so approachable. I think if you had any of those issues or if you had an issue that was multifaceted, uh, they'd give you a flat fee of some sort to, to work it through. I, I couldn't have been happy with them. I've kept their details. I'll use them again. Um, and I think people have got to get into the mindset. The amount of time that you lose through lost productivity and mm. trying to work some of this stuff out yourself um you know we don't um we don't tend to skimp on our tax no. or on our um or on our medicals mm. we, we're all quite happy to go and pay for that it's about time we paid for our computers when we need to and, and you know what's uh, the best example that i often use is is and i'll give you a classic example i, I we're, we're living with it with the outlaws at the moment because we're selling a house and uh the, the fridge. No wonder you're recording this show. I mean, any excuse to get away at the moment. <laughs> the, the, the fridge is on the blink, right? And now there was no hesitation in the house to pick up the phone, call the, the manufacturer, and then call local mm. people to try and get them to come out. Now, they would have charged, you know, a call-out fee, let alone labour fees. There was no hesitation mm. in paying the money to fix a, a crucial thing, but I find it amazing that people are still reluctant to pay someone 
to fix their computer, which is such an important part of our lives. And I think that's the mentality that over the years we will we will adjust to and people will just pick up the phone and, and off we go. Um, but it's just that little thing where you can't rely on the nerdy nephew every, every time. You have to actually go, you know what, it's going to cost me 99 bucks or it's going to cost me $189 to get them to come out and help me. And I'm, I'm glad that you had a good good um, good, good experience. Um, and I do hear The other thing, though, Trevor, when you rely on the nerdy nephew, um, except, of course, when the nerdy nephew is your good self, but when you rely on the nerdy nephew, sometimes they can fix one problem and create others. Mm. Um, and so I, I agree entirely with what, you, with what you're saying. And I think the other thing with, with the whole computer thing, if you're new to computers, um, there's a lot to be said for considering the, the Apple option. I mean, their service model yeah. is just phenomenal in the sense that you buy yourself a Mac Air or a MacBook Pro or even a Mac Mini, something that you can actually carry back yourself, mm. um, you can just take it into the store. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, you can't do that with many, um, I don't know of a Windows manufacturer that does that. I mean, um, I'm stuck with Windows just at the moment. But yep. I tell you, once, um, once I'm not stuck with them in terms of certain software that I need to use, I'll be going straight over to the um, to the Mac platform because of the service model that they've built in. Well, I couldn't agree more for the most part there, Vaughan. And let me tell you one other thing. We don't want to. I don't want to digress too heavily. But mm. remember, you can buy a Mac and run Windows. So um, it is yeah. very, very possible, and uh, and you can do all the things that you want to do. So uh, worth thinking about when the time comes, mate, or when the when the money rolls in and allows you to do it. So uh, good stuff. But thank you most importantly for for letting me know how that service call went with Gizmo. I I, I recommend them not because they pay me, but because I get great um, great reports like yours from them. So great stuff, mm. and and thanks for getting back in touch, mate. No, good company, and thank you very much for your help, too. It's much appreciated. Good on you, Vaughan. And if uh, you need help at home, uh, whether it's with your computer or whatever, you can make the first call to me. Uh, call 1-800-157-157 or go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies. They are their, their proud supporters and good supporters of Your Tech Life, uh, and we appreciate their support. And, you know, Garmin make the... Uh, the, the, all the satellite navigation things you know, but also a whole stack that you don't. Golf, golfing, cycling, um, jogging, running, swimming, triathlon. You know, I mean, you name it. They have a GPS product to suit. But, of course, they also have the fantastic uh, in-car navigation systems uh, from the Nuvi range all the way down. And, and I've got to tell you, the Nuvi 3597 is a beautiful device. I recommend a retail $350, but absolutely stunning device. Prestige series is what it is. It's a 5-inch display, beautiful high resolution. It can be oriented up or down in landscape or portrait. Um, free lifetime traffic updates, um, free lifetime map upgrades. It has Garmin real directions. And this means when you're driving along, it actually says, you know, turn left at the church or turn left at the service station. Voice activated, Bluetooth and all those different things. Garmin, uh, satellite navigation, you can trust and believe in and you can check them out at garmin.com.au. Now, global roaming is just such a big issue. Honestly, I, if I got another call about it, I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I'd be a millionaire if I was paid per dollar. But I'm not, and I'm happy to take your calls. But one of the obvious and common questions I get is, what do I do when I'm going overseas? How do I receive calls? But more importantly, how do I avoid getting one of those big bills? And I've done the story probably four or five times in the last couple of years on A Current Affair where people have come back with ten or $20,000 phone bills. Now, the federal government has announced new international roaming standards. 
that give customers a clearer idea of what calls, texts and data will cost while they're overseas. Now, let's be very clear. This will not stop. This will not stop bill shock. You can still bill shock. You can still buy too much. You can still use too much. But what's different is they have to tell you. So when you land, you get a text saying you've landed overseas and you're now roaming. Are you aware of that? And when you use data or, or calls, it actually sends you a text saying, hey, you realize you've used $100 worth of calls. Um, so you, you have to get uh, notifications. That's the key. You will get notifications while you're overseas. So this is a good thing. It's a great new standard. Um, Telstra announced all this, I don't know, three, two or three months ago, obviously preempting the government standard and the government regulation, but um, it's good, good that it's happened anyway, but it doesn't change the fact that you can still get bill shock. Um, you know, I, I do advise you just to get a SIM card when you get over there or buy a prepaid travel SIM. Uh, Australia Post have a branded one now that comes through Travel SIM, the company. It's a simple, easy way to go so you can make and receive calls while you're overseas and control the costs. And if you need data while you're overseas, look for Wi-Fi, McDonald's, Starbucks, your hotel. Even paying for the expensive hotel internet is cheaper than global roaming and bill shock. So avoid it. Um, good on the government, good on the, the telcos for following through, but still, bill shock can happen, so be very, very careful. Thanks for listening wherever you are right across Australia. 1-800-157-157. You can get in touch or you can go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Let's go back to calls. G'day, Rob. G'day, Trevor. What you doing, mate? What can I do for you? Mate, uh, I, I said after listening to you, I, I set up my own uh, domain name. Oh, very and, good. Uh, was able to activate my own email address off that domain name. Yep. And I've been able to set that up, no problems. So, where, where have you done that? Where did you Where did you get the domain name from? That's uh, the stumbling block for most people to start with. Is uh, I got that through GoDaddy. Yep. And so I've done a bit of research in respect of uh, there's diff- two different types of email. Basically, there's Pop, P-O-P, and, mm-hmm. um, and the other one, which is I map, I-M-A-P, I-M-A-P. I-M-A-P, that's it. And from what I can gather, I-M-A-P is where the, they push the email through your devices, and then when you read it on one device, it, it is read on another device. Pr- pretty good summary. Pop and Pop is the opposite. It basically, you're actually downloading the mail to your device, but if you're looking at it on another device, it doesn't know whether the message has been read or not. And that's that's one of yeah. people's common common problems. Is you know, hang on, I've read this email already, and why am I getting it again? And that kind of thing. That's that's right. So basically, what I want to do is the email address I've set up with uh, with my domain. Yep. I want to push that through to my Gmail account mm-hmm. and have and have that on my iOS devices yep. and have that come through as an alert on my mail app. Yep. And then once I delete or read it off one device, like my iPhone, then it's also read or deleted on my iPad. Yes. And you've had no luck with that. No. So I guess here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> there are a couple of ways of doing it. Have you, have you set your Gmail up um, to just check your your personal email account uh, at GoDaddy. I have. I, I I can do that through my Gmail through the Gmail um, desktop or the Gmail uh, app. Yep. And and do you so see see mail coming through? It does. Yes. But it doesn't. So does it come through to your your phone? 
it, it will on the Gmail app, but not on the the iOS mail app. Even though the iOS mail app is checking the same address. Yes. Well, that's a bit strange. Um, uh, cause I, I, so here's, here's what I had. I originally had a Gmail account. Um, and I, I then had another one and I kind of brought, uh, you know, did the import. So I was just checking mail through one and getting the other. I never noticed that it wasn't coming through the mail app. Um, okay. So I guess, <clears throat> I'll go back a, an extra step though. You've got this situation now where you, you've made this big decision, uh, and you've got your own domain. <clears throat> Should you not consider, um, what you can do with Gmail is you can actually set Gmail up with your domain name. Okay. Okay. And but what it, it does require, and I'm I'm almost certain now it's no longer free, but it's a very small fee if if there's anything. It's called Gmail Apps A P S, and it's basically the full on version of everything that Google does. It's what a big corporation would um w- w- would buy, um, and yep. it's what I've got. I've got Gmail Apps, and I've got mate, ten domain names running through it, and it means that when I send and receive messages, they come from and to my personal domain name, and then I've got it checking. I've got that app checking my old Gmail, which is where I'm successfully getting my mail coming through, which is why I'm confused as to why you're not. I kind of think that what you need to do is, is get to a point where you're actually getting rid of that old Gmail address. That's what I want to do, yes. Yeah, so, I, and, and you know that Gmail's an outstanding product, so why not go with it? I think your best, my best recommendation to you is to, is to set up a Gmail apps account. Um, yep. And, and the biggest complication with that is not actually getting the Gmail apps part, it's actually going into GoDaddy and changing what are called the DNS settings. Um, mm-hmm. to, to update for Gmail. But you know what? GoDaddy have a little, like a wizard. So if you go in and you, and you, and you tell it that you want to do that, then, um, then you'll be able to get uh, you'll be able to get sort of step through it very very easily from GoDaddy, and I think that's a really simple solution for you. And then I'm really confident that if you if you set your Gmail Apps account up to check your old Gmail account, I'm pretty darn sure that'll come through to your um, through to your iOS phone. But look, worst case scenario, you've got two Gmail accounts being checked by the iOS yep. Mail app, um, and that'll work just yes. fine. Okay, because the, so what you're saying to me is that will will the email come through my Gmail account or will it all come through to my domain? You, you get it set account? up. You get it set up so that it's it's hard to to understand because you're still using a product called Gmail, but it is your yeah. own. It's your own login. So it's it's for me, and I don't mind saying I'm not going to give you the first part, but it's it's trevorlong.com. So I've got an email address, something at trevorlong.com, and I just log into Gmail using that. And that becomes my okay. Gmail account, and then and then what it does is it checks my other Gmail account. Now, if those other old ones aren't coming through to my iPhone, I just you can just add that account like it already is into your iPhone. So essentially, worst case scenario, you end up with here your iPhone and your iPad checking two Gmail accounts. One is your yep. own domain, one is your old one. Perfectly fine. You okay. get the notifications, and the and the other solution is that you know you've got one Gmail account, your own personal one, and it's checking your old one. And I think you'll end right. up with a great solution, but it's probably, you know, uh, you need to set aside an evening to get all that work done. <laughs> yes, another evening. That's all right, though. In the end, it'll be the best thing you've ever done because you're completely free then of of anyone knowing that you're a Gmail user. You know, good yeah. on them. Yeah, it's nice and easy. Okay. All right. I'm going to clear it up for me. Good luck, and uh, let me know how you go, mate. I look forward to receiving that first email from the uh, from the Gmail apps account. Thanks, Trevor. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
And thank you for listening. YourTechLife.com, the place to go to get in touch. doesn't matter what you want to talk about. It really doesn't. YourTechLife.com, the place to go. It's as easy as that. Or you can call 1-800-157-157. Love to hear from you about your technology questions, comments, problems, whatever it is. Now, just quickly before we go this week, um, the Samsung Chromebook or the Chromebook generally, would, I mean, if I said to you, you can go and buy a laptop for $349, uh, and we're talking about an 11-inch screen. here, not one of those little tiny mini ones. 11-inch screen, uh, good-looking design made by Samsung, and it would do everything you might want it to do. You'd probably call me crazy. I'm using right now a Samsung Chromebook. Now, a Chromebook is a computer, a laptop, that doesn't have Windows, and it doesn't have Mac. It doesn't have um, Linux or any of those. It has... Chrome, Google Chrome. Now, Google is Google Chrome is a browser you can use on your computer instead of Internet Explorer or Firefox. But more importantly, you can actually get apps within it. So obviously, you can get your mail and your documents. And the whole thing here is if you live in the cloud, and let me be very clear, it's not for everyone. But for me, I'm actually finding it quite useful. So I can open it up. I, you set it up on a Wi-Fi network, all those things, even though it's just a browser. I can get my email, I've got my calendar, I've got my documents that are in Google Docs. I actually found uh, clients for, for things that I need to do, applications that I need to do. I even found a photo editor, an image editor, instead of having Photoshop. I was, I was a little bit blown away by what I was able to find and do on this thing in a very short space of time. So for, for $349, I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit swooned by it. You know, I'm actually going to hold on to it for a little while and try and use it more. Normally with this kind of thing, I get it, I play with it, and I send it back. I'm going to play with this for a while because I think I can make it my normal, everyday laptop. And that's a big deal for a thing that doesn't run Windows and it doesn't run Mac. This is Chrome. It's Google Chrome. Now, if you know what Google Chrome is, the idea of having a computer that just runs Google Chrome is a bit weird. But you can try it yourself. Here's how you do it. You go to the website, google.com forward slash Chrome, and download the Chrome browser onto your computer. And then have a look in the Chrome web store and have a look at apps, have a look at things, and see what you can do within that. Don't open Word, don't open Excel, don't open anything. See what you can do just within Chrome. Let me know. Send me an email, go to the website, yourtechlife.com. I'd love to know whether this is something that appeals to you, um, because I, th I think there are people out there that could make some use out of it. Um, it's just another option. But as I say, it's not for everyone. Now, I'll spend some time. I'll do a full review um, this week or so at eftm.com.au. And there's a whole stack of other tech stories at eftm.com.au. That's where I write my tech stuff and reviews as well as cars and other things, eftm.com.au. But each and every week right here for an hour, we can talk technology. You can talk technology. You can ask me anything about technology. If I can't help you, I'll find someone who can. And uh, you can do that very simply. Just call 1-800-157-157 or go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading wherever you are. Your Tech Life.